It is Monday, February 6th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. A blockbuster trade in the NBA. And recapping a weekend of the system. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Dallas Mavericks, the landing spot for Kyrie Irving. And NFL players having a little fun at the Pro Bowl games. But the Vegas lead, AJ, there's no other way around it. It's going to be the Pro Bowl skills competition. No, and no, the, no, no, it, no. What? But they, they broke through a wall. I know. A gridiron and that was gauntlet. fun. That was fun. But no, the Vegas leads Kyrie Irving. And let's talk about, I mean, when we did this show Friday morning, we left the studio thinking, oh, Kyrie Irving's a Brooklyn net. And, and we did not know anything about any trade requests. <laughs> no. That, that came down after. Yeah, it's like out of the blue, Kyrie Irving's like, yep, want to be traded. Trade deadline's a week away, I know, but get me out of here. And 48 hours later, the Brooklyn Nets do just like just that. And luckily, we have in our midst an NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers, joining us, as he usually does. Mac, how are you? Doing good, doing good. This is exciting stuff. Is it the first... Is it the last trade that we're going to see in this hot, hot trade deadline season? I don't know. Well, it's not the first. Remember, Rui Hachimura of course. was the first. The, the blockbuster Rui Hachimura deal uh, that really the waves haven't haven't died down uh, since that that big splash. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see if this is it. But this I think this will be the biggest. I think it'll be the biggest name. I don't think name. so. I think Durant's gone. Oh. Durant's camp has been absolutely <laughs> silent. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed. Adrian Wojnarowski said the funniest thing. He was like, and they really want to have a committed Kevin Durant. Holy like, hell. Question mark. What they, they it, want, are they going to ask him if he's committed? I mean, it seemed uh, ambiguous at that point. Well, we'll I want to get to that, certainly. Let's talk about what we know so far. The Nets trade Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. This is probably about the best the Mavericks, the Nets could have hoped to do. Given a, they didn't have much time to like shop him around. Like the idea that they got two solid rotation pieces, including a, probably a starting point guard and multiple picks, including a first rounder. It feels like this is a home run for Brooklyn, right? For a guy considering that yeah. Kyrie wanted out. Like if Kyrie were gonna. You know, shut up and dribble and, right. and just play. That'd be ideal. He wasn't going to do that. This feels like the best they could have possibly done, right? All summer when we were talking about Durant deals and possibly Irving deals, the question was, can you compete and still like rebuild a, a potential future without either of these guys? And I think this this trade does like have that middle ground where you have two starters that can play on a team that makes the playoffs. With Kevin Durant, could make the finals. Probably, you know, net neutral players on most teams. You know, another NBA player I would call Dinwiddie. Um, a guy who they had before and was yeah, good for them, you know. And he was six, he was like a sixth man of the year type candidate. Mm-hmm. You say he's a starter. He's he's a glamour position and an average player. So he's like going to get you a lot of points and a lot of assists on a certain night. But he's just giving you like league average offense. So like when Kevin Durant's not playing, yeah, you're going to maintain a certain level of you know com- competency. But when you're playing the best of the best, I don't know if he adds to uh, a great offense. I really don't. Well, the and here's the the downside to this for Brooklyn is. If you didn't have Kevin Durant on the floor and Kyrie Irving was there, you felt like you had a guy to drive your offense. Right. You don't really feel that way now. If Kevin Durant's out, I don't know who runs the offense. I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who succeeds offensively, really. Yeah, Cam Thomas just had a big game, and some guy named Edmund Summer in a comeback win over the Wizards. Uh, You're not really, counting on that uh, all, all season. It, it was a well, weird moment Simmons in the locker room. Yeah, Ben Simmons wasn't playing. <laughs> it it, uh, it seems actually like a group that likes each other, but uh, they're probably tired of, of of this. You know, they're probably they want to be back in 2018, 19, where they were, you know, as a franchise where they were just good. You know, liked playing with each other, liked playing every night. Had a coach that uh, was just like Kenny Vaughn, you know, or Kenny Atkinson, a you know, a promising young coach, and. 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving aren't happy there, so it seems like that's got to be a divorce. You know what it reminds me of? Like, if if Durant is gone, or maybe even just Durant stays, it's like the Knicks pre-Mellow. Like, the Knicks were a really fun, exciting team without Carmelo Anthony. Amari Stoudemire came in. He was playing at an all-star level. You had guys that were contributing. The, you know, the Landry Fields of the world were playing good basketball, and then they sell out to get Carmelo Anthony yeah, they win a playoff series. It all goes downhill. They win a playoff game, but it all goes downhill. And it was never the or same. Or the Heat, right? What a game. What a game. One game. One game. <laughs> it was never the same after that. Here's but, why this feels different. I'm saying this team, it's like the opposite effect. Now, if they get rid of Kyrie and get rid of Durant, they can become that team that's young, that's exciting, that can challenge for games. Not going to win you a championship. It's, yeah, it has no chance of winning a title and is will be, under-talented. Will be a competitive playoff team and will help you build up, build in the long run. Do you think they'd be a competitive play? I guess it depends on what you get back for Kevin Durant, obviously. And the haul for Kevin Durant would be massive compared to the haul for Kyrie Irving, you'd have to assume. Do you think the Nets would have been better off? Like uh, The rumors are that the Suns offered a package deal that included Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Wouldn't that have been better for you keeping Kevin Durant? Yes, exactly. That's why I think this move is a potential one of one of two. If you wanted to keep Kevin Durant, you just got to have a better running mate than Spencer you, Dinwiddie. You're not going to win a championship made, with Spencer made, Dinwiddie even though you the don't second get, best ball handler. Even though you don't get the extra pick that was right. given to you by the Mavericks. If you, they're all in for Kevin Durant. You it, at least get Chris Paul like Chris and Paul. Jay Crowder to, to pair up with Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. But here's the question. If you don't have quality around Kevin Durant, is there any reason you should be all in for Kevin Durant? Like, can Kevin Durant by himself do? Like, what's he? What What's he going to do in the playoffs? Is he going? I mean, maybe he wins a series. Is he going to yeah. put a team on his back and like? I, I mean, I think the league's too talented right now for. I think so. To, so the Nets were six plus six fifty on Friday last time we talked. Now they're twenty to one. Does that, does that seem right? About yeah. I mean, like think about this. Think about right Kevin, there with the with the Cavs, the Suns. Think about KD's career. Contender. If you were to rank the teams he's been on by surrounding talent, mm-hmm. this team's near the bottom. Uh, I, I think, yeah. I think only early Thunder teams would compete right now, as presently constructed with Ben Simmons, you know, not a starter in the league. And, and so to say that, like, you know, they're, they're a contender now almost feels like false hope. Like, I, I, Kevin Durant's won one title. Or did he? No, he right. Won. Exactly. Now that you mentioned it, they, they seem less more bleak than 20 to 1. I mean, I, I can't imagine... Uh, but you know, maybe there is another a trade that that helps them. I, I don't. I don't really see it at this point. How about, I don't, how about who wants Ben Simmons' contract? I don't how think anybody does. Durant for Wiggins and Poole. People have talked about the Warriors. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh my God. What a what a decision. What a fateful decision to leave. They could win championship after championship. Now with Curry's injury, I That's mean, what I'm that, saying. That with got, Curry's should, injury now, yeah, he's going to miss weeks. Yeah. You trade uh, and Durant's coming back. You do Durant for Wiggins and Poole. Gets it done. But if you, tra- I mean, if you trade Jordan Poole, who plays point guard for you now, like that, that's there's. Does it matter? I mean, Dray- Draymond Green and and a, and a <laughs> you know, rubber band. I think they. I think man, if think about the two scenarios, if they don't get Kevin Durant, they just stay pat. Curry's out till March fifth. They're the eleventh seed. They miss the playoffs. This ch- defending championship misses the playoffs. Like that's entirely possible. I don't even know if that's happened. Maybe Dirk into in. in 12 or something. They're, they're one game away from missing the playoffs right now. That's enti- If they get Kevin Durant, they're guaranteed a four seed. They're guaranteed to compete. They're, I mean, really only the Mavericks, the Nuggets, they're only a couple teams that they would have to even worry about as far as getting, getting to the finals. Uh, you have so many pieces as the Warriors. They've done a great job. I, and, I would trade in those assets. And, and some of those being like, a Wiseman or a Kaminga also that like you've kind of wanted to move on If the on Nets want to take anyway. a, a step out of the spotlight, Joe, want, so I want to take a job. Uh, takes a spot out of the job. Uh, takes a step out of the spotlight and have a team that likes playing with each other, like you said over the summer, very condescendingly. That's what you do. You get Wiseman, you get Kaminga, you get a bunch of young players that are, aren't very good right now. But hey, who knows? They do a bunch of good things on the court, athletically profile wise. They could be all star players. You do that, and then you uh, you rebuild. You, that makes a lot of sense. And for if, both sides. If one of those guys ends up being a star. You've got a potential to trade him for even more like rebuilding pieces because the likelihood that Jonathan Kaminga becomes good enough that you can build a roster around him is low, but the likelihood he becomes good enough you can trade him for more assets is is not all that low in my opinion. So, yeah, let, let's point. talk about this. Like, like Andrew Wiggins became a trade piece. Exactly. Yeah, Andrew and Andrew Wiggins not only became a trade piece, became like Andrew Wiggins became a guy who they, the Warriors don't win the title last right, year right. without Andrew Wiggins. So really good player, really good asset. 
Let's talk about this from the Mavericks' perspective because while I think with all the offseason tumult that the Nets went through, you'd have to argue that where they're at right now, probably better than you would have thought at some points in this offseason. The Mavericks feel like they're disappointing. Oh, yeah. Like, it feels like the the whole plan is let Luka do something magical that wins us basketball games because we don't really have much else. And the, well, we can let Jalen Brunson walk. And I'm not saying they should have paid Jalen Brunson either because Jalen Brunson got way more money than I think he deserved. But there's been no one to replace him. I I guess in a way this is saying, hey, Luka needs a number two and we have a bunch of number threes. So if we trade a few of our number threes away and get a number two, then it, it gives us at least a fighting That's chance. That's really well said, actually. I was, I was watching on the way over here, detail, uh, Kobe Bryant talking about LeBron James and Kyrie Irving during the finals. And a, a point that he hit on was the other three players know exactly what to do because there's two guys that can do anything. That, or, I mean, he, he said it a lot nicer than that, but there's two focal points of the offense. So you know you can dive, you can cut or shoot. You have like a, a list of options, and it, it makes the game simple. And – I think Kyrie Irving's, you know, we're three and a half to an average team. So maybe Dinwiddie and Spencer uh, and Dorian Smith together are a point. So it's a two and a half point upgrade. That's what I made right now. But I could see them getting a lot better because I've downgraded them on the season. They were a Western Conference final season, Western Conference finalists last year. They're the worst ATS team in the league. And winning matters more than ATS, but that says a lot. They're the most disappointing team on a night in and night out basis. They, they went from the sixth best defense in the league to out of the top 20 in, in Jason Kidd's second year. Yeah, this is this is a huge move. This is completely revitalizes their season. I think they went from the most disappointing team to the favorite in the West. And yeah. the odds went from thirty to one to I think fifteen or twelve to one. I'll tell wow. you. What's, I mean, the Warriors are twelve to one. What's wild about this? What you, I mean, it sounds like everybody's saying, "Oh, there's a positive trade for the and at least short term positive for the Mavericks." If you go not ESPN, they give them a D. If you go to Twitter.com and pull Mavericks fans. They're not oh, really? thrilled about this. Like I've never seen a team ball, bro. land a star player and be like, "Oh God, what have we just done to our franchise?" Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and that's kind of the mercurial nature I think of Kyrie Irving is he. It, it feels like he's got a little Kanye to him, like where it, the talent is obvious, but it's so unpredictable that it, it can be terrifying. What did he do times. that was so unpredictable besides injuries? Like he didn't get a vaccine. That's not going to happen again. And, right. And he and he got suspended for an off-the-court off issue that I don't think will happen again, and I don't think he necessarily should have been suspended for. So, like, what is the mercurial? I, say, I don't expect Kyrie Irving, was he going to stomp on some logos? Is that what no, we're worried about? But you saying it won't happen again, like, he was the only guy who set out. Like, well, I mean, I, how do you, I don't even want to say nothing. Nothing happened. Like, that's that's not an issue for me. So, like, what what what, did, what what is the uncertainty with Kyrie Irving? Well, it's not an issue to you because you're not you're not paying Kyrie Irving. Like, I, I, like if you're an point. NBA owner and your guys like one of your one of the guys you've built your franchise around says, uh, you know, I'm good. Uh, and by the and ha, by the way, had he played in Texas, probably wouldn't have been an issue. He'd be had he been in Dallas when COVID happened. No one was I mean, going to say Bradley he can't Beal play. Went to New York like eight times that year and played in Madison yep. Square Garden and Barclays Center and didn't get vaccinated and said I don't want to. Yeah, didn't make, didn't make any sense. I'm not saying it was fair what happened to Kyrie Irving. But I'm saying he did decide to sit out half his team's games, which is right. And Andrew Wiggins said, "Okay, I'll finally get the vaccine." Yeah, right. And it was, it's a big, it's a big uh, dichotomy. They won the championship versus they missed. They made the first round of the playoffs. And that, he, this, to, that decision could have flipped it. Yeah. Argument. And what's wild? I mean, the, the Nets were still like big favorites going into the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> they were still one of the crazy. The, the, the Nets Celtics. were a team last year where everyone was betting on the what ifs. I didn't understand it. I was, like, was how? like, well, what if Kyrie <laughs> comes back and Durant's healthy? What if Ben Simmons plays? What if this team's going to be really good? And I was like, what if this team misses the playoffs? Yeah. Like, and it was like that was the most realistic one. Hey, they were the best ATS team in the playoffs out of anybody. They were. It's wild. They were in the play-in <laughs> tournament. They got a couple close games. They were in the play-in tournament, and I think they were the favorites to win the Eastern Conference. That's insane. Yeah, but I, well, I, I don't think they were that bad. I mean, they they played the Celtics well in four yeah. games. Well, yeah, they were like a top five team. The the idea of pairing, and this is by far the best player that Luca will have played next to. And I think that's something. I love the fit. Really that's do. something that's like it's hard to say how good. Like, and we all think. I, I mean, I assume we all think Luca's one of the best players in the league. Yes. But how many other guys in the league that we consider great? Have played with someone, have played with less than Luca has. Like, I mean, 
I guess Jokic has been injuries have kind of kept uh, Jokic's Robin yeah, from from similar. shining, uh, but I mean Chris Middleton's certainly better than anything that that Dallas has had. It's just Luca's. I don't know. Porzingis is pretty good. Porzingis is putting up twenty and ten in, in, in Washington. Okay, He's, he, he it can't be. It's I don't think it's all. Uh, and I think that's why Kyrie's such a great fit because it's it's hard to to st- take a step back for forty eight minutes and then. Okay, now go. Now you go. Okay, I can't create. Now you create. Kyrie Irving's the best at that. He's much, very much like Kobe Bryant. You can be not part of the play with five seconds to go. You give him, you get a good shot. You get a good shot every time Kyrie Irving ends up yeah, with the ball. I've always, Same thing with Luka Doncic. They're not going to have bad possessions. That means they're not going to have runouts on the other end. Your defense gets better. I've always had this discussion that you cannot win an NBA Finals with a team that's centered around one player. You just can't. There have been exceptions the exception, the, I think, the Mavericks when Dirk won. No, I can argue that Jason that was a very Kidd, balanced team, and I can argue. I mean, that, he was the best player by far. Yeah, but, but I can argue Jason Kidd at that point balanced was offense. still, at, you know, at, at a very, very high level. He was at the end of his run, I'd, but he was. I'd still argue at a against very, it, but okay, very high level. Uh, I would say that you know, even look at the Bucks. Okay. The Bucks, yes, Giannis, and I don't think anybody else really Holiday or Middleton is to the, the equivalent of being the second star. So maybe that was the exception. You know, Bucks beating the Suns. Even then, you have two players like right, yeah, just right below yeah, that right level. Right below. You know? But every other team, you know, yes, the Mavericks are one that you discuss. The Pistons in 04. Well, they didn't have a single exactly. Guy that That's around. like the exception to all the rules. Right. Every other NBA champion has had a one in one A. Literally. I would Go say back I would history. say the Rockets. I would say the Rockets the fir- were the most one man oriented team. The year what? the first year before but before Clyde Drexler yeah, showed up. Clyde the Drexler. one year that okay. they yeah, the one year they, they won without Clyde. Uh it was a I mean it was kind of a a bunch of at the time, nobody's like, and they ended up being Robert Ory and Sam Cassell. And, and guys I mean, like that, I'm, I'm on an island on this, but I think 71 Robertson was done. I don't think he was that good. Oscar Robertson in 71. I think that was Kareem. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't see the. Games. I didn't watch much most of most of that season. Here's the the other thing, and you mentioned you know always having a creator on the floor, and that was why I, th- one of the things I think was brilliant about pairing LeBron and Kyrie together is both of them have a knack for making being able to make plays when they need to, but being able to make other guys around them better when they need to. And when you've got two guys that are like that that can score or can you know c- distribute, it's kind of a rare. Like to have two guys who you feel comfortable handling the ball or comfortable finishing is a, a luxury that not a lot of teams have. I mean, that's why I think they're gonna they're better than the Nuggets. I don't think they're better than the Nuggets tomorrow, but I think by by June, guard play matters. Like so, decision right, making matters. The Nuggets don't have a lot of it. Right like, now, Mavericks are seven to one on DraftKings to win the Western Conference. The Nuggets, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Warriors are all ahead of them. Really? Why? Uh, I think. <laughs> well, what's, we what's, talk about, what's the favorite and what's their odds? Nuggets are plus three forty. Where's, then, where's Sacramento? Why is this disrespect still happening? Sacramento is plus 2,200 to win the West. Well, they're they're so, the three seed right let, now. Let, let, let's think about this. What bets would you make today? I think we agree 7-1 to one on the Mavericks to win the West is a good bet. I think I saw uh, FanDuel had it at plus 550. So you get 7-1 to one on DraftKings. That's a good bet. But in terms of the possibility for a Kevin Durant trade, we know, look at how much the odds on the Mavericks shifted. To win the NBA Finals, Mavericks, we talked about it, went from 30 to 1, cut in half, to 15 to 1. Which team, if Durant goes there, will see their odds make that significant jump? I think the Warriors right now are 12 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. If they get Kevin Durant, that number goes to plus 350. I think, I think better than that. Maybe even better than that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a bet that maybe you make based on speculation. Another bet I could possibly make on speculation, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. If Durant goes to the Suns, the Suns go from 18 to 1 to probably 4 to 1, plus 400, plus the, 500. The one team that's been recorded, reported, Chris Haynes, Suns are interested. So I, I think I might take a flyer on betting those two teams now, the Warriors and the Suns, before the, the, the deadline this week. Because of the potential of Durant being traded and looking at, at what you can what what your closing line value is going to be on those two teams, yeah, I might, there's a couple of bets that I'm thinking of. One is the Nets at twenty to one. That's the worst bet I've ever seen in my, in my entire life. Now that I think about it, now that we've talked about it through twenty to one, wow, they're they're robbing you blind. And the Nuggets at plus three forty, man, they've they've never won a playoff series. I guess no, they have. They beat the Blazers and they've done some stuff in the playoffs, but. 
they are not what I would call a championship team on paper. I would look at the no maybe over a circle, look at minus 400 on the no. Is the, uh, This might be a wild question. Is it possible, Is it would it be insane for the Lakers to trade potentially Anthony Davis for Kevin Durant? Or, or even crazier, trade LeBron James for, for Kevin Durant. Who says no to that? Uh, LeBron. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, LeBron, I don't, I don't think he has a no trade clause, but I, I think he, he uh, by, by de facto does. Uh, man, the, La- the Lakers, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs at this point. And they could get Kevin Durant, but you, you got to get Kevin Durant to want to buy in. I'm not sure if he's a LA Supposedly guy. the Lakers LA were guy. in on Kyrie, but they and they offered a first-round pick in like 2027. That's a fake year. And Russell and Westbrook. 2028, <laughs> and 2028. And, what are these picks, 2029? Yeah, and, yeah. and the Nets were like, happen? no. But then I think the Clippers like got involved because the Clippers didn't want the Lakers to get Kyrie Irving's that they got involved in in the offer, and then Dallas had the 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 best offer out of the bunch. Yeah. So I don't know what the Lakers could offer the Nets that would be even remote. If it wasn't good enough for Kyrie, it's not going to be good enough for Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I don't think it's any possibility unless maybe you get a third team involved. And then, like, then everything comes convoluted. Excuse me. Getting LeBron James like changes your franchise forever. Like you always sell those jerseys. That's, that's going to be like in a hundred years, we'll be buying those jerseys. If you get which way, maybe, a LeBron Brooklyn jersey out there, you know, but maybe that's why, why would want to do that. That's why it makes more sense maybe to trade Anthony Davis for him. But could, would LeBron and Kevin Durant play together? Would that would that fit? Yeah, we've, we've people have always made the dichotomy between ball hand, needing the ball and not needing the ball. I really think it's can you shoot or can you not shoot? You can trade Anthony Davis straight up for Durant. It works. So I think Kevin Durant works anywhere. That's why he's so portable. And I think Kyrie Irving similar in that way. The other, the other thing that comes with that though is then Russell Westbrook would be on the team with Kevin Durant, and that can't shoot. One of the can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, may not be the best thing. So is there a team in the East that would trade for Durant? I'm sure Maybe Miami. About, Miami would love to. Talking about teams in the West, but like, is there a team in the East that would trade for him? Remember Miami? All, for like the last two years, have been talking about. about Packaging up all these guys to try and get one superstar player to put with Jimmy Butler. You think Harden, uh, Harden comes back to Brooklyn? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't see that happening. No, it would be like it would be Maxie, like Maxi Young player. You'd have to do Tobias Harris, and I don't know. I mean, I but guess. then does KD want to play with James Harden? Right. Like, does, is KD interested in that? I don't know. I, I don't know what KD wants. Uh, that's the uh, and because. If KD is caring most about winning, which we assume at this point in his career, that's probably Maxie what he cares about. Maxie and Harris for Durant. Does that Who money match? No. Maxie and Harris for Durant. Yeah, the money matches, yeah. I mean— The Nets should say no. It's similar to the Kyrie situation. If Durant wants to be there in any way, then that's a bad deal. But if he does want to leave, that's not a bad haul. But, I mean, doesn't that feel like that's less than what they just got for Kyrie Irving or right at what they got for Kyrie Irving? No, no, no. That's the thing. You can have 30 players as good as Spencer Dinwiddie, and you can't, you know— get above average, but Maxi at 22 years old is already okay. a plus player, you know, like it's, it's hard to, it's, it's a lot more valuable to have a player like Maxi. Well, and it's, it's also possible that Durant, even if there's similar this, talent right now, Durant looks at this and says, hmm, I've got some more upside to score. I've got some more upside to distribute. I can have just generally more volume with Spencer Dinwiddie than I did with Kyrie Irving. Maybe he looks at it as a way to, to, to pad some MVP type numbers for next year. I don't know. I think he wants to win. I, I, don't, I don't see it in Brooklyn. I mean, they're just worse. They're just they just lost a player that's worth three and a half points to the line, and got players that don't move the. Well, line. whatever whatever this does for these two teams, it certainly make and what you just said about Kevin Durant possibly being the next domino to fall makes the next few days, I guess, the trade deadline. What four days from now? Five to three three days from now, something like mm-hmm. that. It makes it a lot more interesting. Like it certainly opens a lot a lot of possibilities up. Which is always fun, especially if you're not like a diehard basketball fan like me. I just want to see chaos. I want to see guys getting traded. I like it, so I, I'm for this. Uh, and I, but I'm also for seeing it, which I think most people aren't seeing these super teams put together. I want to see good guys play with good guys. I don't care if I don't care about parity. I don't want everybody to be good. I want there to be like a good NBA Finals. That's what I care about. Like, Luka could play, and Dirk did this. He could play for, like, 20 years and put up these numbers and, and not make a finals. I mean, they're yeah. not win a championship without, you know, adequate talent. Now we get to see it in the prime. Like, I wish this happened to Michael Jordan, and we, get, we got to see it with Kobe. It's cool when a guy's super young and in the biggest stage and performing at his best. I think that's well, what we're going to see this, this spring. I think the best example of what you just said is James Harden, who not only— right. I mean, Dirk eventually went and got a ring— James Harden never done like he's never even been to the, and he, the last and dance. He, and he, he never will. Man of the year. I don't he, think so either. He, he left. Uh, man, the, the real problem was Westbrook. They, they, 
Scott, Scotty Brooks was saying if Harden would have just played instead of Westbrook, I think we would have won the championship. And I think that's true because it just didn't, it just didn't ended up working. But he left and never never came back. Never came back to the yep. finals because he's not a one. He's a one A. <laughs> no, he's a two. Yeah. He's a two. He's a, he puts up one numbers, but he's a two. Mm-hmm. I believe that. All right. Either way, like I said, a, a, a fantastic thing to watch over the, the coming days. Let's talk about LeBron James because we talked about this on Friday, the Pelicans game. And I said, all right, LeBron, here's what I want from you. I want you to land between 25 and 30 points. And that's going to make things interesting for Tuesday's game. LeBron goes out and does just that. (laughs) So here we are. 27 points. Here we are on Monday. The game is tomorrow against OKC. He is 36 points away. Now. From breaking the record. From breaking the record. tying it, 36 to break the record. It's a little pie in the sky to hope. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, McKenzie. It's a little pie in the sky to hope that we'll see a prop of 35 and a half. But I don't think it's insane that we could see a 33 and a half. And what's the average been this season? 29 and a half, you know, of late. So we are going to certainly get an inflated number no matter what tomorrow. I believe this. What I don't want to do is bet this early. I want to bet this as close to tip off as possible on Tuesday night because I think everybody who's got money in their DraftKings account is going to say, oh, he's doing it tonight against the Thunder. <laughs> and I'm going to, I want the other side. So I just want that, I want it to be so outrageously pushed one way that the only option is to bet so the other side. Here's why you might not get the inflated line. Oh, no. Okay. DraftKings has, has a promo bet up. Great. When will LeBron James break the record? Hmm. Okay. Tomorrow against the Thunder. Plus 250. Damn it. Then on Thursday against the Bucks, minus 295. You're probably so right. So they expect it to be a Thursday against the Bucks, meaning you're probably not going to get an inflated number on LeBron points because they don't expect him to get 36 points. You know what I now think? Here's, here's plus the, 250 makes me think I want to be on that side. Here's the other bonus. <laughs> listen, here's the other bonus by betting plus 250. Or I'm sorry, by betting the minus 295. If LeBron doesn't play on Tuesday, yeah, that's a that's a that's a possibility. But then minus, load management. Then minus two ninety five is terrible because now he's got to score thirty six against the best against the best defender in the world. Two eleven at the Warriors <laughs> is plus eight fifty. So a, a similar player profile in terms of scoring, Jason Tatum twenty nine and a half. That's his prop right now. You can bet is over thirty five right now at plus two ten. So it's saying it's about you know five points lower. So we're gonna that means we're gonna get a LeBron over under thirty points. So yeah, that's right. So theoretically, yeah. this bet would mean like if you get the over, the alternate over would have to be plus two fifty. Right. Get the alternate over thirty five, and you're saying Tatum's alternate over was plus two ten. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's a little bit juicier than that. I guess it's a promo, but hmm. yeah, it's about it's in, it's in the same range. So they're gonna give it. It sounds like they're gonna put LeBron's number right where they've been putting it twenty nine and a half, thirty and a half. I still think he goes under. That's interesting. I don't. I mean, do you think people will I, bet I, it up? I think yes, I, and I also think there might be value in the alt thirty five and a half. Like if he's at thirty one, crowds roaring. And the quarter with 39, especially if they're winning, and they'll be favored in the game. See, this is the discussion we had the other night, and and I kind of, while I said at first, yes, it's against the Bucks, it's against Giannis, it's a marquee game, TNT, you know, everyone's going to be excited, the celebrities will be out in full force, and that's when he'll break the record with Gian- against Giannis. Then I started to debate, well, why not against OKC, a terrible team that he could score 40 on, and the game's not going to matter. It's not going to be a, a pressing game. It's not going to be a game where the Lakers are, you know. It, it's so much cooler to win. In risk of losing. It, yeah, I was going to say, it, it does seem like it would be Bucks better. Bucks are rolling because, right now. Because, be yeah, favorite. exactly. So, in a game in which, like, you could stop the game and have a ceremony and give them a standing ovation, you can do that when you're winning by 12. You can't do that when you're losing <laughs> by 24, you know. And Giannis has 47 points, and it's like, hey, LeBron broke the record with his 12th point of the game. And the Lakers are down at the half, 52-38. So should, you know, I, like, should I do the RJ? He's done this in several Super Bowls. Should I bet the under and the over in different ways? Yes. Try to get a middle. Under 29 and a half, if he's just not close, and over 35 and a half. 
I mean, it's, it's not a middle. In fact, you could lose both. You can lose both. Yeah. But uh, you could. You know, no, what you would have to do is you'd have to do the under 35 and a half and then play the over 29 and a half to get, to get a middle. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense. Right. No, that's exactly I think, what I don't expect I think to have. If that goes, range, I want to somehow bet around. This is, so this is the bottom line. I think if they put his lineup at 29 and a half, over 29 and a half is a bad bet. Because if he goes over, he's playing until he gets 36. Right. So you might as well take the alternate total, total over 35 and a half or, or bet him at plus 250 to break the record. Now, here's here's a question, and you maybe you know this better than I, or and maybe we need to talk to Fez because he does a lot of this live betting, but it, will there be a first-half prop? Like, especially with considering how big of a deal this is, I bet there's like there's more props than usual. Like, what will LeBron ha- what will his total be at halftime? And if it's below a certain amount, we feel like oh, let's go over in the second half, or let's go way under in the second half and expect him to do it tomorrow. I don't know if the books will offer. I mean, maybe the books will offer that live player point totals. It, well, I'm just even like I think that there will be some like much. They're not going to do this on every game. Yeah, but I think with the situation, there may be more props than usual. Like you just said, when will LeBron break the record? That yeah. kind of prop is available. I think there could be some, I, I got, some in-game like half first half prop on LeBron. I, I got like to be honest. The more I think about it, he's doing this on Tuesday. He's doing this tomorrow night. Okay, let's. Here's what we'll do. When is the it official. I think I'm going to tell somebody to bet this plus 250 because I think he's doing it. I'm looking 36 points. He's getting it. I'm looking forward to seeing what number we have tomorrow. Then you know what? He doesn't play on Thursday. I could see it. I could see it. And the Lakers get crushed by the Bucks. I'm looking forward to seeing what the number comes out tomorrow. I. Something tells me we'll be discussing this again tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> we will table this discussion yes, there's until pl- tomorrow morning. Plenty more where that came from. What do we got on the schedule tonight? LeBron's old team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Wizards. The Celtics, 11-point favorites at Detroit. That should be a really fun game to watch. Uh, Clippers, I'm interested in this, McKenzie. Your thoughts on this. Clippers, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Nets. What do the Nets look like first game, no Kyrie? Oh, they're going to get blown out. If, I mean, it kind of feels that way. Well, are the players even going to be there for I, the game? I don't know. I, and if not, I mean, they're not going to be, certainly not going to be like uh, fully immersed in the offense. It, yeah. It's hard to imagine the Clippers not smashing. So with I mean, those right? players, I make it four and a half. Uh, so, but the line is six and a half. So that seems about right to me. A little discombobulation. You don't have that talent. And yeah. A little two-point down. I'm, I'm betting the Clippers. They'll be back up to <laughs> two points better in, in the no time. Uh, my new favorite team, the Sacramento Kings, minus five and a half against my childhood fi- favorite team, the Houston Rockets. The Spurs, God, it's crazy the Spurs are this bad. 11-point dogs at Chicago. I guess the other side of that coin, the Dallas Mavericks, plus nine. That tells me that uh, Kyrie will not be there. Uh, plus nine at Utah. What are your thoughts me, on that number? Tells, tells me Luca's not going to be there either. Yeah, it doesn't sound <laughs> like it. So no Luca, no Kyrie, no Dinwiddie, uh, no no Finney. Yeah, this is a. It might be a rough night for All Dallas. Right, I'm betting the Jazz. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks minus four at Portland. The OKC Thunder catching four and a half at the defending champion Golden State Oh, my State goodness. Warriors. And the Thunder will be on a back-to-back tomorrow against yep. LeBron? He's absolutely scoring 36. The Pro Bowl games came and went, AJ. If you were keeping score at home, which I know you were. No, actually, I watched zero minutes of Pro Bowl action. Well, Pro the, Bowl, any of the funny fake games, the yeah. kick-tack-doe. Or, catch ever? Greatest no. catch ever. The NFC did win 35-33. Thank God. But I don't even know <sighs> what that I don't know what that score consisted of. Was that just the flag football game? No, I think it was a combined because each event gave points. <laughs> this is and so then convoluted. they did like then they did like three or four separate flag football games over the course of the day. It, it was just it was just botched. It was weird. I didn't like it. This I is why people it. are turning to the Royal Rumble for entertainment. That was on too? No, I think it was that was last oh. weekend. But if it was I, on, I, I would have watched it. I care about this. This is a Las Vegas event. It has to be amazing. It has uh, to be well, like something no, that people well, talk about. No, it, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing if it was bettable. And that's what I'm saying. It has to be bettable. It has to be an event. They yes. Like a 40-yard dash, fastest player in the NFL. There's a bunch of things. that it, This is not good. I don't no. want Las Vegas represented like this. But here's what I will say. 
I saw a shot of the crowd, and it was jam-packed. Like, people were interested in being entertained by this, which I was surprised by. It's I didn't a think- cool opportunity to see, like, star players that you don't normally see. So I get it. You bring your kids to the, the event. It's a cheap ticket, you, com- well, you know, comparatively speaking, to a normal Raiders game. And you go in, and you, and you watch the Pro Bowl events. 58,331 fans. Wow. Stadium oh, fits 65. Oh, God. You know what I just realized? What? Oh, no, never mind. For a second, I was worried that Justin Herbert played in the game, but I'm not going to have to hear about him losing a game. <laughs> oh, man, thank God. You're going to hear about Justin Herbert losing. Thank God. So, AJ Herbs. <laughs> Couldn't get it done. Didn't Couldn't look get good it done. in the, uh, yeah. But he'll say it about Trevor Lawrence. Remember you had Trevor Lawrence fifth on your list? Trevor, I saw him throw a pick in the, uh, in the, in the flag, flag football fo- oh, game. Oh, great. Yeah. I'll hear about that. Um, you had, uh, Kirk Cousins did well leading the NFC to victory in the flag football. I thought the flag football event was kind of competitive. The players were trying as opposed to, you know, what normally happens in a tackle game that they're not tackling in. Nobody got out of line and like decked somebody or, uh, yeah, there was a couple of, it was, there was a couple of hits that was, um, that was interesting. Um, Jalen Ramsey slammed into Tyreek Hill, knocking the ball out of bounds at the goal line. That drew an unnecessary roughness penalty, which was what six inches. <laughs> yeah, and Miles and Miles Smart football. Miles Garrett left with an injury. Oh, this is what I was worried about, and this mm. is what I'm sure every owner and and GM was worried Good thing about. He too. has what six months to recover before the season starts, yeah. or, or not, you know, he's what got, kind of injury? Do you, do you, break you know something? A dislocated toe. Okay, he'll be all right. It's just a tell. You tape those things up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you did get to see Derek Carr in likely his final appearance in this stadium as a member of the Raiders. So he got a nice uh, ovation from the Vegas crowd. You know what he got, though? Another oh. L. He did throw two <laughs> touchdowns and an interception. Uh, hmm. Yeah, he's just he's just not the guy. Do you know who had the <laughs> best performance in the flag football game? Um, I did hear Kirk Cousins played well. I'll give you a hint. He threw he threw more touchdowns in the flag football game than he threw the entire season. Huntley, but he, Tyler Huntley, okay, Tyler Huntley threw fifteen of twenty for hundred and ninety two yards and four touchdowns. Wow! And now this isn't the normal length field. They did like a fifty yard field, so he threw for hundred and ninety two yards, but it was a fifty yard field. So they uh, had uh, some nice drives when he was in the game. So a good replacement if you will, having Snoop Huntley in the game. 50-yard field? Yeah, they did like a small field. It's like football. You know what the coolest thing about that would be? If you've got Justin Tucker, like you, you, you're going to score every time no matter what. Oh, we've got to... There's no kicking. It's like got to kick our got to kick a field goal. We're, There's no kicking. We're backed up at our own one. What do we do? It's There's, all good. Justin's got it. Tucker there. there was yes. Watching like a job. Well, he was participating in the kick tech toe event, but he doesn't yeah. play in the game, huh? No. There's no extra points. No extra points. You go for for like the two yard line or the one yard line. You go for like a one point conversion or a two point or whatever it was, whatever the scoring was. Anyway, fun event. Uh, but the highlight of the weekend. Speaking of Vegas, to me was Aaron Rodgers winning the Pebble Beach Pro Am. You know, Nick Faldo and I won this event last year, and I'd like to win it again. Wow. Looks like you and I are going to be playing together today. <laughs> That's funny. Who am I really playing with? This is a pro-am, Happy. Each golfer is playing with a celebrity. Wow. You know, Nick Faldo and I won this thing last year, and I'd like to win it again this year. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> so, <laughs> jackass. Um, he was being interviewed on CBS and they asked Rodgers about his future. What's the, the trade stuff? What's going on or whatever? And you would expect him to give, uh, or, or any athlete, to give a politically correct response, right? Listen, you know, that's out of my control. Whatever happens, happens. As of right now, I, I'm a member of the Green Bay Packers. That's all I can focus on. That would have been what I expected Rodgers to say. But what he said was, well, the fans out here are saying that the Raiders are the team that, is really interested in me. You know, fans are saying, Devontae misses you. Devontae misses you. So I guess the Raiders are interesting. <laughs> what? Isn't that tampering? I didn't know you could tamper if you're a player. I thought it was only owners who can tamper. I, I'm for this. I want players to just say, you know where I'd really like to play? The Raiders. I, I, it's I, fun I to me. Know. I don't know. I, I was very surprised because I did not expect to hear him actually bring up a team. You know, it just, I, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I really did not expect that answer, 
But um, here was Rodgers. I'll let you hear it for yourself, and, and, and you give me your reaction. You think, was Rodgers out of line, or is this just a guy having fun at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am and no biggie in your mind? Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great, uh, you know, great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. So what do you make of that? Is that is that nothing? Is it a nothing burger? I think it's is a it nothing something? burger. All he did was answer like, "Hey, who have you heard the most from, or what? Like, you know, who who's been the the most vocal? Eh, it's been these guys. I don't think I don't think there's any big deal there. Okay, okay." I, I, it's not like he said I'd love to be in, in in Vegas. Like I understand that. I just think if I'm Packers ownership or in front office, I don't want him saying that. Sure, you don't. But, but so he, what do you think the chances? You're also are? his bitch. You're like, <laughs> what, what, are, what do you guys think the chances are that he stays in Green Bay? Zero. Okay, in that, zero point. In that zero. case, these are the odds for his next team according to Bet Online: Raiders minus one fifty. Yep. Jets plus two fifty. Niners five to one, and Bucks twelve to one are the favorites. Raiders minus one fifty, big favorite. Yeah, I think it's the I think, think it's, it's the, just it's the best place for him. Well, I think San Francisco is the best place for him, but I just don't think yeah. it makes much sense. Like, it's, especially from like a, a giving up assets standpoint, it'd be difficult. But uh, I, I don't disagree that there. I mean, after that, I think the Raiders is it's a good landing spot. I think he'd have some success. I think Josh McDaniel want, wants to win. I think he needs like a ten and eleven and five season or something like that. To, you know, he hasn't had a good season in the NFL. Yeah, he, you know, he really. He's it, not building something for now. He's got to win next year. Yeah, like getting a young quarterback doesn't help him because yeah. his seat already should be hot. Like yeah, because he was a previous failure and this season didn't do well, and he had a high-priced quarterback. Uh, there, I, I think they've kind of used Carr as the scapegoat. I don't think Carr was like he certainly wasn't some great quarterback this year. There were there were guys a lot worse than him certainly. So I think it's easy to point the blame at him, but you you don't have time to develop a quarterback. You need someone who can come in and win you games next year. I agree with that. Speaking of All-Star festivities, the NHL All-Star Weekend uh, was a fun event in Florida. Was it? (laughs) You even said that. Like, it was a fun event. Well, Uh... because, look, I always enjoy – the three-on-three is cool, and I, I like the tournament style that they do. I thought the skills competition was botched a little bit. It drug on, you know, it dragged. It was just at times boring, um, maybe a little bit discombobulated, just didn't work. The I tune into the skills competition because I want to watch the three bettable events, really. I want to watch the fastest skater, the hardest shot, and the accuracy competition. Don't, don't we all? I don't need to see the 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 10D tandem where they had goalies shooting the puck down the net, down the rink to, at the nets, or the breakaway challenge where guys, you know, the guys come out dressed up in costumes and do breakaways. I, no, it's not. It's not the end. It's not the dunk contest. It's just whatever. <laughs> but I did enjoy the three bettable events. I gave out Elias Pettersson hardest shot at plus four hundred. The next day it came down to plus three thirty. So money came in on him. I'm not going to say it was. Not all our audience listening to us on Friday's I hope it was. Uh And guess what? Pedersen won the event. Of course he did. He had a 103-point-something mile-per-hour blast. He was uh, the best one in the event, and we cashed the ticket. So congratulations to all the listeners and anybody on pregame.com, any of my hockey clients that got that play. Nice cash on that. Not a real strong skater, though. Ain't the best puck handler, either. Not so much for Dylan Larkin, who I gave out in the fastest skater, who uh, decided to have the slowest time of all the contestants in the event. He fell down? No. There was a player that did fall he down. Got up so, and was faster. So wait, the guy nah. who fell down was faster? No, no. Oh, I'm saying of the of the players that. Imagine actually, how embarrassing that would have been. Of the players that competed the the, <laughs> the, the, the lap, uh, he was the slowest at like 14 seconds. It was bad. So wait, the uh, guy who fell down didn't get up and finish the oh, race. Yeah, he got up. I don't count him though because it was like 26 seconds because you okay. have to finish to record a time. So once he fell down, he just got up and he was just like whatever. Um, but. 
uh, uh, the winner was Andrei Shvetsnikov of the Canes. So congratulations to him. And the winner of the accuracy shooting was Brock Nelson of the uh, Islanders. So congratulations to all the competitors. And the All-Star game goes to the, uh, I believe it was the Atlantic Division winning and the All-Star game MVP or the All-Star tournament MVP was, in fact, the hometown favorite, Matthew Kachuk. The NHL returns to action tonight with a nice slate of games. The Lightning are at the Panthers. Kind of a, uh, you know, I, maybe an advantage to home team or disadvantage. How, how do you feel about that, Mac? Like, if this was the NBA coming back from the All-Star break, would you prefer the teams that are home so there's been no travel for like four or five days and they've just been home? Or is that a disadvantage for being home for four or five days? You'd rather them get back to business and get on a plane and go play a game. Like, 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 what do you mean? Like players that don't go to the All-Star game? Or what do you mean exactly? Uh, just in general, would you prefer to be the team that has been sitting home for four or five days? Or would you prefer the team that had two, three days off and then went back yeah. to the facility, got on a plane, traveled, checked into the hotel, and then, you know, did their road procedure? I kind of like the the theory of teams getting their stuff together after a long vacation you go through the motions of traveling, and that kind of gets you into business. Back mode. into business mode, yes. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of buy that. I, I would take the road team. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning that way. Also, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to getting back to work after. Like, think about, think about what uh, what we do, right? If if we took, if, if you took a long vacation or not a long, excuse me, a long weekend, right? AJ, you took off, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then you had Saturday and Sunday off. You come back to work on Monday. You're, you're not really into it on Monday, are you? Don't you need like a day or so to kind of when you come back from like I your do, vacations yeah. to just kind of get back in yeah, the groove of things? Yeah, I guess so. You get back into a rhythm a but little bit. But now, if I mean, you tell us you were in Florida, you were hitting yeah, we don't dingers, take extravagant yeah. tropical yeah. vacations. Mackenzie and I don't have the luxuries <laughs> that you have. It, 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 you know, it took me a day. <laughs> yeah, all right. But I feel like if you know you, you no, it didn't because he was in here talking about hitting dingers. Yeah, exactly. Why. But <laughs> I feel motivated. like if you're just back into business mode, right? You know, right away. Then I think you're you're better off. I don't know. So Lightning are favored in this event. They're uh, in this event. Like I'm still talking All Star festivities. Lightning are favored in this game tonight. Minus one twenty five on the road. And you like them? Uh, I, I, I kind of do. It, listen, it's not like it's a travel big travel spot that go from Tampa to Fort Lauderdale. It's not not a crazy travel uh, anyway. How good is the Atlantic, man? All those teams are good. Yeah. Well, right now, if you look, uh, if you want to know about the standings in the Atlantic Atlantic Division, you have the Bruins show off, who have eighty three <laughs> points. The Maple Leafs have 70 that. points, and the Lightning have 65. Hurricanes have 76 in the Metropolitan, but then the Devils are there at 68. So really, the top, you know, three teams, three out of the top four teams in the league, if you will, or, you know, if you want to count the Devils as being ahead of the Lightning. Yes, the Atlantic is very, very good. Uh, moving on from that game, the Islanders are at the Flyers, New York minus 130, and we should see the Islander debut of one Mr. Bo Horvat, who was traded away from the uh, Vancouver Canucks, where he was the captain, where he goes to the Islanders and gets a $68 million contract extension. So a happy Bo Horvat in New York for the Islanders. Definitely should give a boost to their offense. Flames are at the Garden to take on the Rangers. New York minus 125. Canucks are in Jersey to take on the Devils. The Canucks now no longer with their captain. Bo Horvat. I think this is a team to fade, especially right now. No hewing theory. They're not going to rally. Like we're not. As, we're not. They did that when they, them like they, they did that when they fired the coach, and okay. we bet on them the first game after they fired the coach, which was a successful win. Now that they traded their captain away, I think we see a team that is realizing. Yeah. This season's done. Devils minus 260. So might look at like a Devils puck line or a Devils in regulation type bet. Ducks are at the Stars. Dallas minus 365. And the Wild at the Coyotes. Mullet Arena. Minnesota minus 225. Wild weekend in college hoops. I had a rough Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Scott had a great Saturday because Scott only plays the system plays. The system. And I actually was foolish enough. To stand in front of the system on a game. Takes a brave man in the system. Yeah. You uh, stood in front of a moving train. I did. And you thought you weren't going to get run over. I did. And I'll be honest, it, 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 I bet the last game, 
and the system had gone four and zero, and I was like, can't go five and zero. The system and, went five and zero on Saturday, though AJ <laughs> five and zero. And as the game was going, I said, these guys are so stupid. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they thought the system would go five and zero, and then it went to overtime. And the system went five and zero. So uh, TCU over or TCU ranked over Oklahoma State didn't matter. Oklahoma State they won outright. Now let's remind people of the system. The system is when you have a lower ranked team or, or an unranked team, which would qualify as a lower ranked team, as a favorite against a higher ranked team. Doesn't have to be home or away. But just any time a lower-ranked team or unranked team is favored over a higher-ranked team, we bet that favorite. And so the first game of the day, it was a system play. Virginia Tech unranked, one-and-a-half-point favorites over number six Virginia. And they won and covered. Easy. Then the second game of the day, unranked OK State, four-and-a-half-point favorites over number 15 TCU, won and covered. Easy. Third play of the day, number 21 Indiana. One and a half point favorites. They closed that. Yeah, that that line bounced. A lot of people were asking about that one. Borderline. Yeah, because there was. I mean, the line was bouncing back and forth. There mm-hmm. was pick, but the closing line was minus one and a half. Indiana. Minus minus one and a half. Indiana over number one Purdue. Indiana wins and covers. Then you had a road team, and some people were asking, "Do we only play the home teams? Do we not play the road teams?" I play them all. Number ten, Texas was a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over number 7 Kansas State. Texas wins and covers. And then the game that A.J. wants to forget is number 18 St. Mary's, a three-point favorite over number 12 Gonzaga. I had four, just CLV. Congrats. (laughs) I'll be be eating that for dinner tonight. St. Mary's wins 78-70 and covers. The system goes 5-0 on Saturday. And based on our calculations – Because, again, a lot of people have different calculations for what they do. Some people only count unranked teams. Some people only count home teams. Our system takes everything into consideration. 40 and 22 overall. The home teams only 32 and 16. That's pretty darn good, guys. 65% for the the overall look. If that's all we bet for the entire college basketball season, I think we'd like win some awards or something, right? We probably would. Yeah. I think people would be very pleased. Yeah. So the system, in my mind, can do no wrong. I'll, I'll say this. I don't know if I'll bet on the system next time it's up. I will not be betting against the system next time it's up. This might not, might not seem like a big number, but I was actually pretty surprised. Since 2012, the system, both sides of it, 54%. That's hundreds and hundreds of games. I thought, I thought you know, it might be a hot year for the system, but no, this is a – this is tried and true. Don't well, bet it is still against. Well, it's a hot year for sure, yeah. but it's something that's been a consistent winner, certainly. Don't bet against the system. Do you think it might be because of the, I don't know, transfer portal? They're like, hey, no, no know how here's why I are. think. Public. Public more The action. public is dumb. No it, offense. And there's I'm more no, money listen, coming. No more states Our audience up. is very smart. Of course. But the large population of people that are betting on the online books, especially the DraftKings and FanDuel's of the world, where they're running promos and all these things, college kids or whoever that's better betting this kind of stuff, where they see, hey, what do you I'm mean? Catching Wait, points? number one is an underdog to number 21? That's just dumb That's math. free money taking number that's one. free. No. The free money is betting the system. Trust the system, boys. Do we have a system play tonight? No system play tonight. There are then only I, I, don't, I don't care. Only two <laughs> two teams involving rank game or rank teams tonight. That's uh Miami is a four point favorite against unranked Duke at home. Uh Miami number twenty three. Number ten Texas, four point dog at number eight Kansas. So that's an old school home higher ranked team favorite. Mm. I really think what the system is about this year in particular is the rankings are dumber than ever. Mm. Like the, the AP rankings don't know shit. And if you go by, I, I mean, it'd be a lot of handwritten work to go through Ken Palm and see who the higher ranked Ken okay. Palm team yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. But it's, uh, I would guess Ooh, it. I'd be curious to find out what the numbers are for the games that involve a lower ranked Ken Palm team or a Bart Torvik ranking. Versus the higher ranked teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it would be a lot of handwork, but it, it's getting intern. It yeah, it'd be a lot lower than this. I can tell you that. It, yeah, like the 
the the AP poll is because just, they it's some, just dumb. Because Ken Palm sometimes has teams that are ranked at number twenty three as number like twelve. Well, and the truth is, whatever. Ken Palm decides what the opening numbers are at these books now. Pretty right? much, it's almost. It's it's pretty close. Like between Bart Torvik and Ken Palm, again, I do a show twice a week. I did one last night on Sunday night where I project what the line is going to be on games that are going to happen three days down the road mm. using those two sites. It's it's not hard and it's rarely off. Like it's not hard to do. Now the closing number is a different story. Like once once the numbers put out there, yeah. the markets push them where they want to go. But the books are typically opening really close to these numbers. Any chance based on Ken Palm? On Tuesday. Yes, there's a chance for a couple on Tuesday. Number 24, UConn, home against number 14, Marquette. Any chance UConn's the favorite? Ken Palm says they'll be a favorite. Then UConn is a system play. Uh, Any chance that um, number 15, TCU, on the road at number 7, Kansas State? Any chance TCU would be favored? Uh, TCU will be about a point dog. Okay. Um, and then, well, I guess there's really no other one. I mean, can NC State unranked be a favorite on the road at number six, Virginia? No. No. And then you got Rutgers at Indiana. Uh, and, Rutgers will be a dog. Yeah, and Texas A&M hosting Auburn. Uh, Texas A&M may be favored. Ooh, okay. So Texas A&M on Ooh. tomorrow. But Auburn Auburn may not be ranked by then. Ooh, oh, because new rankings come out today. New rankings come out today. new rankings come out later Auburn, today. Auburn was 25th. They... They nearly beat number two Tennessee, uh-huh. but lost. It's hard for me to imagine that Auburn, who was like number twenty-five, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, it's hard for me to imagine. Okay, lost. so they really the only 25. one that we're focused on is number is UConn against Marquette. We'll see what the rankings are later on today, because as as we record this, UConn's number twenty-four, Marquette's number fourteen, yeah. and UConn at home should be a favorite. Yes. So that means that UConn would be a system play. Yeah. Lower ranked team against the higher ranked. And team. just as I said. I will not be participating in that, but I will I will go out of my way not to be against it, certainly. What would it have to get to? What if it was like 60 and 22? Would you For me to would, just play it blind? Just, like, yeah, to have to be in the position where I'm going to bet it unless someone, like, or stops just, me. Or just not have a care like I do. Or just bet it blind. That, just yeah, bet that, that's parlay the way it is, right? man. Just, just bet it blind. To do it. My problem is I'm so I invested I in these teams. Them, by the way, I did not do that, and I wish I did. Would have been so sexy. Like my, my problem is I've I watch these teams. Like I watch Marquette almost every game. And I'm like, oh my god, they're so much better than UConn. How can it? How's it possible? Now that me not playing uh, road dogs outside of a possession mm-hmm. will keep me off of playing this game anyway because I'm not going to play Marquette minus four or whatever it is because it's outside of a possession. Road but, favorites, you mean, right? Yeah, road favorites. Uh, but getting points, I was like, oh. If Marquette's going to be getting points, I might have to do this. But now the system says, no, I'll, I'll be sitting it out. Well, here's what we're not going to be sitting out. All the Super Bowl festivities this week. Let's go. Oh, yeah. There's Obviously, you're going to hear a ton of sports radio from all around the country that's going to be live at Radio Row at the Super Bowl that is going to have on some of your favorite players, some of your favorite celebrities. I'm hoping to interview Herschel Walker tomorrow. <laughs> but this is this is the reality of the situation here. Bill Romanowski. AJ, you and I have both done multiple radio rows in our careers. Yes. There will be more there will be more actionable information on this podcast than you will hear from any show on Radio Row combined. And I promise you that. Because all you'll hear from Radio Row is celebrities and athletes pushing products. They don't. Bill Romanowski for Smoothie King. Yes. It's, you know, here's what you, you know, listen, we're a sports gambling podcast, right? Yeah, we do generic sports talk, but we give you the gambling stuff here. Like, this is the stuff that you can bet on. This is actionable info. AJ and I could have gone this year. We talked about it. But for us to sit, sit there at a table all day just so we can get a bunch of players telling us about the latest helmet that they're trying out. Like, I, listen, I love the guys from Shut. They send me some helmets sometimes, but like, I don't care. I can't bet on that. I can't bet on what type of helmet Amon Ross St. Brown's wearing. T.O. for Butterfinger. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have any bets you like right now? Well, we went over a couple on the Dream Pod last week. We will do more on the Dream Pod, especially this week. So if you were listening last week, you got my favorite prop bet. And you're going to get more coming up on this I, week's episode. I'm not going to have a ton of props. I'm not going to have – what it's going to be for me is I, I just can't get to Kansas City being an underdog. 
So Kansas City plus one and a half. I missed two and a half. I'm not going to miss one and a half. I, it's uh, Kansas City will be a play for me. All right. Well, if you missed our promo codes from last week, you have one more chance to use them. Okay. Two promo codes. If you used one and you didn't use the other, use the other one. If you didn't use any of them, use them both because you're going to lose them. And if you use both, good job. But you're going to have to wait a couple more days before we give you a new one. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a new one tomorrow. We're, okay, we're nice maybe. guys. Uh, two promo codes. Flag 20 for the incredible flag football event that we saw on Sunday. And skill 20 for the incredible skills that we saw on Friday night in the NHL. Thank you, Elias Pedersen, for the plus 400 winner. Skill 20, flag 20, two promo codes for the price of none for just listening to this podcast. That's it. We appreciate you guys. Go to pregame.com. If you are not a member already, sign up. It's free. Takes a couple of minutes, not even, and you get free $25. You can use that free $25 on anything in the website. Daily best bet. Basically, you get a free best bet. Once you use that $25, now you have access to any promo code we give out. So just go become a member, post in the forums. I posted that Elias Pedersen winner in the forum. So, you know, people should be listening to SOVAM, but anybody that's on pregame.com that might have missed the episode. You can get it anyway. There's you got the winner because I yep. posted it in the forum. And you You're can a post, nice guy, man. And you can post your own picks in the forum. You can be a part of uh, the pregame.com community. And then you can point it laugh at the other people who said, that's a dumb play. And then after it's over, you say hi in your face. Fool. Yeah, exactly. Like like when I posted on Twitter about uh, before the season started, Eagles 22 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And people sent me, uh, you know, memes and, and gifs of burning money on fire. Well, <laughs> stupider like a fox for Mackenzie <laughs> Rivers and AJ Hoffman. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.